What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Steelers Blitz here on a Friday. So much to get to in so little time. I'm going to sing you the Here We Go song, Saints Edition. Sands, my hype man, Arthur Motes. We're going to catch up with Brian Backo. We're going to get to your predictions and give mine as well, too. But quickly, before we get to all of that, one more uh, piece of audio that I want to play for you here. It's another uh, edition of the matchup on Steelers.com, on Steelers Live, talking about TJ Watt's effect on this Steelers defense. Take a listen. You know, you add TJ to the mix, uh, he's going to open things up. Uh, Cam's not going to get the protection slid to him as much. Uh, Alex won't get it slid to him as much. So now all of a sudden they're going to be maybe in some more one-on-one situations than maybe they haven't been in the last few weeks. And that's really, you know, really what happens when you have that. You just, I mean, it's the same way we would we were playing for a great player. You try to make sure that he's not wrecking the game for you. And so you provide resources to help people. And, and it opens up some other people sometimes. Welcome back to the matchup show, everybody. Dale T.J. Watt, it appears, is trending in the direction uh, to return to the Steelers lineup on Sunday against the Saints. Is that a cure-all cure for the Steelers defense that we've seen struggle in a lot of games in the first half? It sure doesn't hurt, Missy. I know that. <laughs> uh, you know, if you look at what they did in, in the first game of this season uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals, a very explosive uh, Bengals offense, uh, they forced five turnovers. They had seven sacks. Uh, you know, you look at it since then, it certainly hasn't been the same. Uh, you know, they have eight sacks in the, in the seven games since T.J. Watt has been out. Uh, if you look at the record with and without T.J. Watt since he's been with the Steelers, 1-10 uh, without him, and I think it's 52-24 and 24 with him, uh, it, it's pretty significant to get that guy back and what he does, the trickle-down effect that he has on the rest of the defense that you just heard uh, Terrell Austin talk about. Uh, you know, you can't double Cam Hayward. You can't double Alex Highsmith and make them run the gauntlet. So it frees everybody else up. And some of those long passing plays that, uh, you know, they're a little bit longer developing that we've seen some teams hit against the Steelers uh, in the first half of the season. Maybe those don't happen if T.J. Watt's out there because the opposing team knows that they can't protect for three or four seconds. Yeah, that's the key to me. You know, he does a million things. 
uh, but just dictating what a team will even try to do is pretty special. And Dale, I don't know if you feel the same way, but yeah, I knew T.J. Watt was the reigning NFL Defensive Player of the Year, and I knew it was a big loss when he got hurt in Cincinnati, but I never thought it would have the impact and the ripple effect that it had with him being out of the lineup. It was almost uh, a quarterback level of difference, a difference-making absence. And, uh, you know, if it was like that without him, there's a good chance it's going to be like it was with him, the Cincinnati game you referenced, how everything seemed to be going according to plan in that regular season opener. I don't know how much he's going to play. Uh, if he plays, Terrell Austin talked about not expecting 60 snaps out of him today prior to practice. But uh, you guys both know T.J. Watt. When he's out there, he's going to want to be in the game. Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, just have, if it's 20 snaps of T.J. Watt, they'll take it. You know, if it's, if it's 25, 30, whatever it might be, just because of, of what he forces the opponent to do. And, you know, it, it's very much to your point about losing a quarterback. If you look at the, the Ravens uh, from last season, Mike, they were 8-3, and three, and then Lamar Jackson went down, and they lost their last five games. Uh, you know, this is that kind of impact. That, you know, that's why T.J. Watt was voted one of the top 10 players in the NFL, uh, you know, in that NFL 100 list. He's that important to this defense. He's that, he's that good of a player that he affects the game in, in that great of a, of a fashion, and, and that's why, you know, he's T.J. Watt. With T.J. Watt possibly coming back to Monte KZ, Mike, what is a realistic expectation of a performance this defense could put on against the Saints offense and Andy Dalton? Uh, you know, I, I think there's reason for optimism. Uh, New Orleans hasn't been lighting it up. Uh, the receivers have been injured. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry. Uh, Chris Olave is pretty good as a rookie, but... Uh, this Saints offense, uh, it's pretty much going through the running back Alvin Kamara. Uh, I think the uh, NFL research stats that I saw this week, since 2021, if Kamara gets 20-plus touches, uh, I believe New Orleans is 9-2, and two, and fewer than that, 3-6. and six. you got to first take away the run, and then you got to have somebody to be able to run with him on the short flat routes he's going to run or the little bleeds through the line of scrimmage. You know, he's an available receiver. He's not one of those running backs that runs wide receiver routes. You're probably not going to see him out on the wing doing double moves and things of that nature, but he just makes himself available. They try to get him the ball in space, a short throw, and then let him try to make a big play out of it. You take number 41 away, and I think you have a chance to dictate this game. Yeah, and Mike, and it's, and it's Andy Dalton as well, uh, quarterbacking this team. Now, he's been better uh, for them than Jameis Winston was. And, you know, I think they, they've stuck with, with him because he gives them a little more stability. Uh, you know, he's not the, the mad bomber that the Jameis Winston is. Uh, he just runs the offense. Uh, but the Steelers are 13-3 and in his career against Andy Dalton. They're, they're very familiar with this guy. They, they know, you know, what he likes to do, where he likes to go with the football. And they've had a lot of success against him. So I think that plays a factor in this as well. All right, it's time for our Yin's Chat predictive question of the day. Over, under, two and a half sacks for the Steelers defense on Sunday. You can download the Steelers mobile app and play Yin's Chat to win prizes. Questions are updated daily. Mike, what are you taking here? I'm going to take over. I know the Saints try to get rid of the ball uh, quickly, uh, but they have uh, some offensive line issues, a couple of injuries sustained against Baltimore. And even before the injuries, 
started to happen. That offensive line, it had been very good. Uh, maybe the Ravens just fooled them. Uh, Baltimore's pretty exotic on defense, but the Steelers uh, can do some things as well. And what we saw Monday night from that Saints O-line multiple times, they would have the advantage in terms of number of blockers against number of pass rushers. And you still saw people coming free and either getting Dalton on the ground or flushing him out or otherwise messing up the play. So uh, I think T.J. Watt, if he returns, that energizes everybody. And uh, maybe the offense can uh, find a way to play with a lead. That would enhance your chance to get some sacks as well. So I'm going over, Missy. All right, Dale, what about you? I'm going over as well, Missy. Again, I, I, I would not be surprised if uh, to see T.J. Watt uh, get a, a sack or two in this game. Um, I, I think, you know, after watching that game against the, uh, the Ravens that Mike just referenced, uh, they did have some issues, you know, figuring out who was coming and who was not coming. And I think the Steelers will disguise some of those blitzes, but I think they get home with, uh, with, with a, a pass rush of four guys. I don't know that they blitz a whole lot, but I think they show it and then back out of it and play coverage, uh, but still find a way to get to the quarterback because this Saints offensive line is not the Saints offensive line of just a couple of years ago when they had one of the best groups in the league. They're, they're in a transition there up front as well. All right, one more for you guys since we're talking about T.J. Watt and hopeful for his return on Sunday. He has one sack. He only played in one game. Do you think he'll beat out the rest of the field in the second half of the season, Mike? Uh, if you're going to give me the field against one guy, I'm going to take the field. That's just a percentage play. All right, all right. Yeah, I, think that's, I think that's safe to say. Uh, I do think he can make a good strong run at the Steelers' uh, overall sack record, which uh, I think he needs uh, eight or nine to pass James Harrison here. Uh, for that record, so I, I think that's in jeopardy, but I can't see him uh, catching the, the, the field here and you know leading the league in sacks again this year in just 10 games. All right, well, Steelers and Saints, 1 o'clock at Akershire Stadium on Sunday. Dale and Mike, thanks so much for your time, and thanks everybody at home for watching. We'll see you next time here on the Matchup Show presented by Unibet. And talk about perfect timing from Missy Matthews, Mike Pursuta, and Dale Lawley. To our good friend of the show, Brian Backo. Ah, I love a seamless transition. Backo, of course, down on the south side where Steelers practice just wrapped up, covers the Steelers for the Post Gazette. Mr. Backo, how are we doing on this Friday, partner? I'm doing well. I know all those three people that yeah. you just mentioned there. Yeah. And Missy, I even like. <laughs> well, that's because she's the only one who's a fellow pitalum like you, huh? Right, you guys just... Oh, yeah, that, you're right. That doesn't hurt. He's sticking well, together. Dale's, uh, Dale's a... Well, he's uh, a branch campus guy. Does that really count? I he's, mean, he's a pit guy. He's a pit guy. <laughs> we all know Mike Pursuta, of course, Captain Sparty here in western Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, he's probably getting ready for that big Michigan State-Gonzaga hoops game at 6.30. Yeah, well, the bigger one is my Mountaineers against your Panthers at 7, baby. I mean, Hey, I'll, needs... give you, I'll, give you a little, uh, I'll give you a little nugget. I just uh, I uh -oh. saw Carl Joseph on the Steelers' uh, injured reserve nice. uh, just now yep. at the facility, and I don't think I'll uh, I'm, you know, break in any policy here to say I asked him if he's going to go to the game. He said he might, but uh, he, he said they need to redeem themselves from what happened in football. That's right. That that we I do. That's a good point. That we do. Hopefully that will take place at 7 o'clock tonight. Mr. Backo partial to hoops himself as well, too. Will you be in the building this evening? Uh, no, no. I, I would like to. I got the invite, but, you know, two kids at home, sure. more road trips on the way. Sure. I got to stack these days. Well, that's very responsible of you. All right, buddy, let's get right into it. What's the what's the vibe? What's the percent chance that you would put on T.J. Watt taking the field Sunday at 1 o'clock against the Saints? Well, considering uh, he just said he's playing, uh, 100%. Oh. 
So, Breaking news! Yeah, there he, we go. Yeah, he's he kind of uh, he kind of broke his own news with that. You know, the Steelers obviously haven't made the the roster move official, but uh, yeah, he he told us he's excited. It's a long time coming. Uh, he's he's really ready to get back out there and play at Acrisure, which you know he hasn't done yet this season. His yeah. only game was was in uh, in the Natty. So uh, yeah, TJ didn't uh, he didn't mince any words. He came right out and said he's ready to go. I love it, TJ, ready to go, and and that all you know that gets back to to me, Mister Backo. Something I talked about earlier on the show, like this feels like the opportunity that's ripe for the picking that the Steelers have needed. Um, you're coming off a bye week, well-rested and hopefully well-prepared. New Orleans, they're coming off a short week and a physical game Monday night against the Ravens with the travel. You're getting reinforcements on defense. Does this does this feel like the type of game that, hey, if the Steelers, if they're going to have some success down the stretch here in these final nine games, it, does, it has to start Sunday against the Saints at home? Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, probably because I mean, even though Cincy's going through some stuff right now, that's that's not an easy matchup next week at home either. So it does feel like a a, a really good opportunity for them. I mean, I, the Saints aren't a bad team. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I think if you know if you had your pick of the litter from second half opponents here, if you're the Steelers, you'd you'd maybe rather match up with the uh, the Jeff Saturday led Colts sure, this week sure. or uh, or the Falcons or Panthers. I watched a little bit of that dumpster fire last night so um yeah but you know the, the saints are a team that, that they're, they're not in the greatest of shape health wise andy dalton is late stage andy dalton so you, you have to feel pretty good about the matchup here if you're the steelers and and like you alluded to Wes, all the kind of intangibles surrounding it yeah that's that's where i'm at as as well too uh, obviously for the steelers offense this will be the first go at it without Chase Claypool in the fo- in the fold. Tangibly, what do you expect that to look like? Is it just as simple as, hey, maybe more targets for Fryermuth, maybe more targets for Pickens? Is there something more interesting there that, that you're hoping to see? What's that look like Sunday uh, for the offense? Yeah, I mean, I think you could see more two tight end stuff with, with both Zach Gentry and Pat Fryermuth in there and maybe Connor Hayward as well. But I think the first time they, they go to that 11 personnel, Steven Sims will be your slot guy. And – I mean, we saw it in the preseason, right? He's, he's a shifty dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can make you miss. He's, he's got some wheels. So he's obviously going to bring a much different skill set to that position than Claypool did. But, uh, he's, you know, he's got NFL experience. You know, he caught uh, a bunch of balls for more than 500 yards his first couple seasons with Washington. So he's kind of been there, done that as the, the train rolls along behind me. The train's going to keep rolling for the Steelers' offense and the Steelers' pass catchers. Whoever it is who gets the target needs to make the play. No doubt about that. I think that that's, you know, that's obviously something that, that we've been we've been talking about here for a couple weeks that uh, might be a little bit easier in, in what looks like a, a banged-up Saints defense, but obviously they got to go out there and execute. Brian Backo of the Post-Gazette with us here uh, on the Steelers' Blitz. On the other side of things... Well, I guess on the same side of things, but but different position group maybe is, is the right way to label this. Um, we've talked a lot. We've talked at nauseum, Brian, all season for a couple years now about the Steelers' run game, how it needs to get better, where it needs to get better, how it can get better. Uh, the Saints are a little banged up on defense, not only in the secondary, but with their front as well, too. You've had some time, uh, hopefully, to, to get some things worked out. Do you expect – any more, any increase in production in the run game this week from the Steelers, and how could Jalen Warren play into that? Well, it's hard to get less production than they've had 
uh, lately, especially <laughs> when you take out kind of the garbage time carries. For Warren in Philadelphia, I mean, Najee Harris had four carries for zero yards. Well documented uh, how badly uh, those plays broke down for not just Najee. It's, it's not all on him. The offensive line was besieged on those plays as well. And uh, this, this is the same defense that, yeah, while injured, I do still feel like they're going to smash the run. I, I think they're they're probably going to say, hey, we haven't seen it yet necessarily from Kenny Pickett, right? And they know him well. They they did their due diligence on him in the draft process. He kind of disclosed that uh, himself Wednesday. So I, I think their, their head coach, Dennis Allen, who's a longtime defensive coordinator, probably going to you know make him beat them through the air, which could mean a less than stellar day on the ground for the Steelers, unless this offensive line surprises us and imposes their will against the defense in a way that they haven't yet to this point. I just, uh, I'm not ready to predict that. I kind of need to see it happen first. I think that's fair. I certainly and for do. Warren, and for Warren, I mean, I don't know. I think it kind of depends when you use them. I don't think there's going to be a drastic change in, in his usage, but uh, yeah, I mean, hey, if, if they try to go with a kind of ball control game plan a little bit more this week, then that means more carries for everybody, and, and you would assume that, that 30 would have to put his hand in the pile even more. Other side of that equation, right? This is this is far from uh, the New Orleans Saints offense that, that we – expected for for a long time under Drew Brees and Sean Payton and when they had Michael Thomas going and Alvin Kamara and we know that Kamara is still there obviously and he's still dangerous but when you look at that offense aside from Kamara is there any is there anyone from New Orleans that really scares you and does this feel like maybe an opportunity uh with TJ Watt coming back now as well too for the Steelers to get back to some of that you know getting after quarterbacks and and forcing splash plays yeah, I mean, I think Taysom Hill is still somebody that you have to scheme and prepare for, and I think the Steelers have been working overtime, as Terrell Austin put it, to do that. Not necessarily because he's, you know, so explosive or dynamic, but, you know, he is just a wrinkle you rarely see. It, I, I kind of liken it to when a college team faces a triple option offense once a year, right? I mean, it's just different. You've got to play it differently, so... Uh, they're going to try to, you know, obviously smash against the run when he comes in and, and make him have to throw because um, that's not his forte. But uh, Chris Olave is another one, the rookie out of Ohio State. He can take the top off of defense. We know they've had struggles with that at times this year against the likes of the Bills and the Eagles. So th- those are two guys to watch for me. And even this other, uh, you know, kind of unknown Rashid Shahid, I think his name is. He is a speedster. He's been a big play guy for the Saints when he does touch the ball. It's not often, but. He can make some big things happen and get behind the defense. Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Before we let you go, as always, buddy, you know we need your prediction. So Sunday, 1 o'clock, Acrisure Stadium, Steelers, Saints. How's it play out? Yeah, I think everything that we just mentioned, um, you know, I, I do believe that. I think they're, they're going to come out rejuvenated to some degree. And I'm going to go uh, – and I think Kenny Pickett is, is going to play as well as we've seen them, you know, conditions should be dry. So, okay for the passing game. A little chilly, but I think they'll be all right. I'll go Steelers 21, Saints 17. Steelers 21, Saints 17, Mr. Backo on the board. Make sure you're checking out his work in the PG, showing him some love on Twitter. He is Shaler's finest. He does not do cap. Buddy, appreciate the time, as always. Great stuff, and I'll see you on Sunday. All righty. See you, Wes.
There he goes. Our buddy, your buddy, our good friend of the show, Mr. Brian Backo. Uh, always appreciate him taking the time here on a busy Friday. He ain't going to a basketball game tonight because he knows how it's going to play out. <laughs> All right, last chance here where I will uh, solicit your tweets at Wesley Euler if you want to get your predictions or any other nonsense in before we get out of here because I'm going to get to those tweets in just a minute. But first, it's time to sing the officially unofficial fight song of SNR. This is going to be tough to do without my hype man laying down the beat for me, but you guys know I take the Here We Go song and I rewrite the lyrics every single week to the Steelers' upcoming opponent. This, of course, is the Saints edition. Let's see how this goes as a one-man band. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Steelers, here we go. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Here we go. We had to buy week to get things right. Now the boys are back and ready to fight. Some wins, it's time to stack. Just wait, now we got TJ Watt back. Here we go. Mm. Mm-hmm-hmm-hmm. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm-hmm. Here we go. Steelers, here we go. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Here we go. Yeah, New Orleans needs to be told. That Pittsburgh's the real black and gold. We ain't scared of no stinking saints because we're going to make that offense faint. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Stellars. Here we go. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Here we go. This Sunday, we turn things around. The Steelers gonna make the Saints drown. Gonna break this losing streak, you'll see. Cause Sunday afternoon, it's a victory! Not nearly as good, not nearly as dramatic, not nearly as hype without Arthur Motes. But I'm doing my best here, folks. There's your Saints edition of the Here We Go song. Now is normally the part where Arthur Motes would make some taunting sounds about the upcoming Steelers opponent. I'm not entirely sure what sound he would go with with a Saint. I don't know, but I'm also not, again, going to try and step on his toes because that ain't my department, baby. (laughs) New Orleans needs to be told. Pittsburgh is the real black and gold. All right, let's get to these tweets, predictions, and elsewise before I give you mine and we get up out of here. Brian Backo, 21 to 17 was his prediction, I believe. Am I, am I getting that wrong already? I believe Backo went with 21 to 17. Uh, I will give you mine here in just a few minutes, but we go to the tweets to get your predictions first as we wrap this up. Michael tweets and says, What's up, Cousin Wes? We're with you today. Let's ride Pittsburgh 24, New Orleans 10. In Kennywood, we trust. TJ back. Let's go. 
We got your back, Wes. Let's ride. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys always rocking and rolling with me. Rock and roll with us all the time, but particularly when I'm solo here on the show. Linda tweets us and says, fresh off the bye week, I got the Steelers 27 to 10. Here we go. Sensei tweets us, and he says, low scoring, but going to go with a 16 to 14 win. Pickens scores a touchdown. Um, and uh, we get a healthy look at Mr. Watt and make that stadium shake. Let's go. I like it. I like it a lot. Cuban Dan tweets and says, I'm feeling good about this game. I may drop a C note on the boys winning it outright. <laughs> Steelers 24, Saints 17, two touchdowns in the red zone. Muth with one of them. I would take that. I would certainly take that. Doug tweets and says, I think this team is going to finally start looking like the Steelers we thought we would see at the beginning of the season. Dominant defense, strong run game, Pickett making some timely throws. Steelers win 26-13. to Rod Dalla tweets us and says, score prediction. I got the Steelers losing 19 to 17. Oh, no. The barn we've been painting red has to be (laughs) rebuilt at this point. Well, Rod, maybe they got some new paint in that color palette there. CR tweets, Steeler Nation Chicago says, you never ride solo when Steeler Nation Worldwide has your back. Uh, Steelers, big win in the high 30s. Ooh, I like that. CR says, uh, love you, my brother. And what happened to the uh, In the Locker Room Veterans show? Yeah, CR, I think what you're referencing is, um, you know, Tunch and Wolf used to do the In the Locker Room shows on Veterans Day from the commissary uh, over by the Pittsburgh airport where all the uh, where all the veterans uh, shop for groceries and are able to get a discount. I mean, not all the veterans, but where veterans are able to shop and get, get discounts on groceries. It's it's like a grocery store, almost like a cost, like a kind of a Costco Target uh, for for military veterans, and I believe um, families of, of active duty as well too. Yeah, they, you know, that's that's a good question, Cr. I, I wasn't told anything about that. Obviously, now they don't do as much stuff like that anymore because Max is, you know, broadcasting from his house in Arizona, and it's just. You know, it would probably be a lot more difficult to do those type of things. But I'm glad you mentioned Veterans Day CR because, of course, I uh, shame on me. I didn't say anything to this point in the show. Thank you so much to uh, to all the men and women who uh, have served our country, who give us the freedoms that, that we enjoy, the ability to play football on Sundays. If it wasn't for all of you, we'd be watching football. And, I mean, hey, I, I like soccer, all right? But I like calling it soccer, and I like our own American football, and we'd all be drinking tea and crumpets. Uh, and, and, and seriously, though, with, without, uh, you know, without joking around, a big, a big thank you to, to all of our service men and women uh, who have served, who have sacrificed, family members of those who have served and sacrificed. And I, I hope that you, uh, that you all uh, get, the, get the respect and, and, and recognition, not always that you, that you want, but certainly that you deserve uh, on Veterans Day. Uh, and I believe CR honorably retired 24 years of dedicated service. Thank you to CR and to all of our listeners here on SNR. Todd tweets us, uh, Steelers 24, Saints 13. Najee balls out over 120 yards and a touchdown. There will be no French quarter comeback. Nice one, Todd. I like that. Katie tweets and says, uh, sad, no mozi today. Safe travels to him. Yeah, me too, Katie. Uh, Katie says, I'm enjoying a three-day weekend, putting a new floor in my mudroom. There you go. Don't work too hard over the three-day weekend, but always, always a good opportunity to get some stuff done. Uh, Katie says, I'm excited for this week's opportunity. Who will be the player cut when TJ's added to the roster? That's a good question, Katie. Not sure. 
Hmm. Off the top of my head, there's not an easy answer that's coming to mind. But watch this space because that official announcement should be coming any moment now that TJ has kind of let the cat out of the bag. Kevin tweets us and says, Kenny has a breakthrough game on Sunday. Steelers 32, New Orleans 16. I would certainly sign up for that. Steeler Nation 920, our buddy up in Wisconsin. 20 to 12. Minka catches two interceptions. TJ terrorizes the backfield with two sacks and a pass deflection. Devin Bush with a forced turnover. Deontay Johnson with a touchdown. I like it. Sounds like the defense is leading the way, according to 920 up there in Wisconsin. Uh, Faux shizzle, my nizzle, Alaska tweets us. For shizzle, my nizzle, Alaska and Hawaii? Welcome to the party, pal. That's a complicated name there for shizzle, but thank you for the tweet. Says, hello, cousin. I'm in Alaska now. Saints 20, Steelers 27. I might have something similar. Watch this space. Rock in the truck tweets us and says, happy Veterans Day to all my fellow vets. Yes, thank you, Rock, and and to everyone, certainly. Um, Appreciate you guys listening, but we appreciate your service to this country even more. Rock says Steelers start the second half of the season strong with a 24-14 victory. All right, one last refresh here of the tweets. Let's see who's getting in uh, on these predictions. Uh, Ramon tweets us and says, you and Arthur always put on a great and sometimes hilarious show. Just wanted to thank you guys for that. Only sometimes hilarious. I hope it's hilarious all the time. He, he says, I'm taking the City of Steel, 27, the Aints, 10, Najee over 100 yards and a touchdown. Pickens, 90 yards and a touchdown. Defense, five sacks and a touchdown. The Real Teddy tweets us and says, what's up, Lone Ranger? Steelers, 31, Saints, 13. I hope so, Teddy. I would like a comfortable victory on Sunday. I really would. Annie tweets and says, what's up, Wes? Well-rested Steeler team comes out of the bye week with a 28-17 victory. Pickens and Muth with a touchdown each. Najee tears off a long run. The defense adds a pick six. I love it. Steeler rocker, our buddy Jay in New Hampshire, says, hope to see the defense really get back to form with uh, some new spark plugs coming back. I want to see the run game show some signs of life or hopefully maybe at best go off. I think we have a big game for Kenny, though. I'm thinking 26 to 17 Steelers. Here we go. Jeffrey tweets us 26 to 17 Steelers right kicks four field goals. Jason tweets and says Steelers 17, Aints 13, TJ with two sacks, Minka with an interception. Good job with the solo act. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. Uh, Katie says 27-13, Steelers win. Three sacks for TJ. Defense gets back on track. Pickett to Pickens connection gets rolling. Rod Dallas says after that victory song, I'm redoing my prediction. Steelers win 40-6. to Yeah. I'm going 27-17 for the Steelers. I haven't predicted a victory this big all season. I know the Steelers haven't scored that many points this season. Well, guess what? Hey, it could happen. Angels in the outfield. That'll do it for the show today. Thanks so much to everybody who tweeted. You guys know we appreciate you all the time, but I even more so when I'm in here flying solo. A big thank you again to all of our veterans uh, listening out there in Steelers Nation. Uh, You guys mean so much to us, you guys and gals, and we thank you uh, for your service and for your sacrifice. And thanks to our buddy Brian Backo for joining me earlier, giving us some time on the show as always. Let's go get a victory on Sunday, all right? Mountaineers win tonight at the Pete. 
holla at you, boy. Section 110 if you're going to be there. And the Steelers win big on Sunday at home against the Saints. That sounds like a perfect weekend to me. Take care, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. And you already know, win, lose, or draw, we'll be back here on Monday to break it all down with you on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.